We are Natalie and Matthias. We welcome you to our conversations with B2B ecosystem experts and platform founders. Our goal is to uncover what they learned and help you to launch and scale platforms, marketplaces and business ecosystems. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to your new show of our podcast, Platforms for Future. Today, I'm very pleased to have Simon Tischelman as our guest. He is co-founder and CEO of Ties, one of the leading German procurement platforms for manufacturing services, something like an AWS for manufacturing. Founded in 2015, now operating around 500 customers, 200 manufacturers all around Europe, and operating three offices. And I think this is very important. It's one of the first CO2 neutral platforms out there. So I'm very, very happy to have Simon in our show. And together with Simon, I also have my lovely co-host, Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Hi. Hi, Matthias. Hi, Simon. So um, I'm very pleased also to welcome uh, welcome you, Simon. This is very exciting uh, to hear about this adventure, this creatized adventure that you led so I'm going to get into it straight away and ask you uh, uh, the question about uh, how did you come about this idea and, you know, tell us a bit more about this, uh, your platform for our listeners. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Matthias. Really happy to be here. Uh, exciting to talk uh, with you about uh, the future of platforms or platform or platforms uh, of the future. Um, yeah, as uh, you mentioned, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Creatize. We are transforming manufacturing for um, companies, and we always said, "Look, manufacturing is um, is a means to an end, and like everybody that is in manufacturing loves it, but people feel that it's really." Uh, tedious sometimes like either you need to own a machine or you need to do procurement to get your parts or your um, your manufacturing goods um, done or manufactured and uh, creatize and, and daniel and i my co-founder and i founded creatize um, with the mission to uh, transform manufacturing in in something that the world loves and we think that uh, it needs something that manufacturing the world loves is uh, fully transparent. So we show like the manufacturing times, the manufacturing costs, but we also show the CO2 fit footprint. And this is why, as Matthias mentioned, we also the first manufacturing platform that is uh, carbon neutral as of uh, this year, which I'm very proud of. And uh, so besides transparency, uh, we think that it needs to be cheap. It needs to be elastic, which means it needs to scale with the demands of our customers. Um, and it uh, it needs to be as as simple and easy as possible. And this is what Creatize is about. And uh, why do we do it? Why do we care about this? Because we believe that hardware companies are able to change the world for good, um, but they need someone like Creatize that helps them to bring their innovation to market as fast, as sustainable, and easy as possible it's a it's a quite a tall order if you ask me to make people uh, like uh, you know the whole uh, uh, trans uh, manufacturing uh, industry process and procurement so um, i'm very uh, 
uh, keen to hear about how um, why did you choose a platform model to to enable this transparency, this scalability, and the carbon neutrality? And how do you measure carbon neutrality? Yes, also a very um, multi multi dimensional question, I, I must say. So yeah, why did we choose a platform? So I think it, this is quite easy. We think that there is so much. There are so many experts and so much capacity out there all over the world. Like we are working with, as Matthias said in the intro, 200 manufacturers around the globe. And every day we are adding new manufacturers. Um, and there is a lot of free idle capacities, which means there's so much resources. Um, you have to think about a machine, right? So a machine costs, uh, let's say a CNC milling machine costs a million euros in when you buy it. Uh, it it requires space, it requires setup, it requires, um, um, you know, skilled labor that uh, operates this machine. But for for around 50% of the time, this machine is idle. It does, it means it's just standing around waiting for orders. And uh, we, we saw that and thought, well, what would happen if we would utilize this machine in a better way, in a more efficient way? This would reduce the... Uh, you know, the number of, um, uh, you know, the the, the whole um, uh, carbon footprint, first of all, of manufacturing, because you don't need like to add more and more and more manufacturing sites. You just utilize the manufacturing sites you have better. Um, and on the other side, if you want to to enable your customers to scale your demands with um, with their growing business, you need to make sure that you always have capacity. And only a platform can give you unlimited um, capacity, so to say. Since we are working with so many manufacturers, we always have capacity. We always have the best lead times uh, in the market. Uh, and we can you know, shift from one technology to another um, because we are not invested. Um, we have not uh, uh, invested in, in our own machines. So we, we can use the transformation towards, let's say, 3D printing more easily than um, if we would have, you know, 500 machines, like 500 milling machines waiting for orders. So this is why we chose, we chose the platform business uh, instead of owning our own machine. So, so at the beginning, you mentioned that your ambition is to transform the manufacturing industry. So this for me really sounds very, very ambitious uh, because it's, it's a very traditional industry. Do you have maybe one or two examples, kind of success cases where you really helped a company or multiple companies to transform and really following your ambitions? Yes, sure. So we have um, uh, companies uh, that uh, are using us um, for more than three years now to scale up their production. And uh, one of this um, uh, company is... Um, Atlas Copco. Uh, it's a it's a multinational company um, that uh, started to do um, agile procurement, and um, with our um, they wanted to decentralize the um, uh, the procurement uh, needs and demands, um, and we are helping them with our software and our platform to um, enable every team around the world to basically procure um, what they need uh, to have access to manufacturing capacities with our services. So it's it's that you improve their 
kind of procurement process for they they needed to produce something and therefore they needed to to buy manufacturing resources and capacity and you help them to improve their procurement process well here's the thing matthias we generally don't want to improve uh, the the process <laughs> we want to in the best case eliminate a process right and um because this is we believe that uh most of the time the processes are needed because there is no transparency for example in the market but the moment you bring transparency meaning you we do a open book calculation so this is what we call it so we show for every part we show the customer um what are the manufacturing times what is the material cost etc cetera, etc cetera, and give them full transparency of of uh, what they are producing with us and um with a with this transparency we are um making sure that they don't need to you know do a request for quote process anymore so they don't need to compare three quotes and then take the cheapest one etc cetera, etc cetera. all of this back and forth that is usually needed and it requires a lot of resources at the customer side but also at the supplier side is eliminated and this is how we are enabling agile te teams to get their parts as easy as possible without any procurement resources um, that are that is that that the industry you know requires because of the intransparencies yeah so um our guests usually know about marketplaces and say okay i know i understand the marketplace i need some things i go to a marketplace i can buy it from different suppliers etc and this also helps me to improve our procurement process um but as i introduced at the beginning uh creatizes more than that so you're kind of an aws for manufacturing can you also elaborate a little bit around that so say okay that our listeners better understand ah this is not just a marketplace not just procurement products it's 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 really more yes uh, i love this uh, question because uh, uh, it, this is really really important for for us the we Or let's let's step back uh, and and go back to the transformation of uh, because you also asked like about the transformation of a market and an old industry. Let's go back in into to the nineties where um, you in and in, in the like in the computer storage um, industry, right? So um, I think you, you might remember back in the days you needed to buy your own servers to host your your web services and your email servers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And for buying this, you first of all needed to know which servers you buy. Then you needed to have someone that is maintaining those those uh, servers. Then um, if they break, you need to replace them, etc., etc. And of course, you needed to have their, your own space, um, preferably in a, you know, uh, in a, a secure uh, room where nobody has access, and uh, basically also uh, the fire doesn't uh, get to to those um, valuable servers. Now uh, and then, AWS started to offer um, the the same um, the the same service, basically without all of the stuff that I just explained. Yeah. Without the knowledge of server, without the room, without the maintenance, without replacing it, without anything, you just have access to um, computing power, and um, this has enabled a lot of businesses, and a lot of startups, and a lot of innovation that we are using now every day, such as Netflix, Zoom, and whatsoever, uh, wouldn't be there without um, services like AWS. 
And Creditize is doing exactly the same. We are giving access to manufacturing services without the need of ha having procurement or without the need of having your own machine. And this is why we, you know, go here and say, I, we want to transform. We are transforming manufacturing because we think this is transformative. So uh, as uh, you've uh, very well uh, illustrated with the migration to the cloud, uh, it took quite a long time for companies to accept moving to the cloud, migrating to the cloud. And before, uh, you know, realizing all the innovation and cost saving and security um, uh, benefits they could have um, are ready for this migration that you're, you're um, pioneering? Yes. So the... The thing is that you, I think like we believe that you need to, you know, you need to convince the people that understand the value. And there is enough people that is, there's enough companies, there's enough teams out there in the world that completely understand the moment I, I, I explain to them what I mean, they completely understand what I, what I'm talking about and they know, okay, this is how. I can bring my innovation, my, you know, innovative um, um, electro vehicle, my innovative um, machine, etc., to the market. Um, and I don't need to worry about procurement. I don't need to worry about um, uh, manufacturing. Of course, there's always people, there's always companies that say, you know, well, you know, this is nothing for us. We have never done this. Uh, and what about, you know, this and this? And have you thought about this and this and this? There's always those people, um, and I think it's just about convincing the the finding the the, the ones that are, um, you know, believing in those um, new ideas, um, and then obviously it, it really counts to to show them like to bring bring the value to the to the customer because you know a new idea I can talk a lot and it sounds all good and fancy, but um, you have to perform on a daily level in order to convince, uh, especially in B two B. Performance is everything, right? And, and trust is also everything. So how do you come over also the objection of uh, um, maybe the, the sensitivity of the data uh, you're handling and the um, you know um, protection of data, etc.? Yeah, that's very important in our market. And here we have built a very secure system. Like imagine currently the status quo of procurement and manufacturing is that people are sending around un, um, unencrypted emails, um, uh, basically um, not not secured whatsoever. And they're sending around attachments to hundreds of, of, of partners. And we're uh, giving them a secure way to, you know, upload and process their, um, their uh, drawings and parts. Um, everything is stored in, in, in our own servers in Frankfurt, in Germany, under the highest um, data security standards. So this is very important in a B2B um, business. You need to have all the necessary requirements and, and, and need to you know, perform on a high level when it comes to also quality um, uh, certification. We are certified ISO 9001, for example, et cetera, et cetera. So, that's that's a prerequisite for doing business in, in 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 this industry definitely so what you're describing is a bigger trend we see which we call the unbundling of the firm or the unbundling of the value chain so you uh 
break down the whole pieces and steps of a process into smaller parts and say, I can support this. And with, uh, let's say, um, something like a manufacturing cloud you operate, you can be very, very flexible. Um, so there are, is a question regarding COVID-19 and Corona. So what we see is that with Corona and, and COVID-19, there is a lot of pressure on those companies to be more, to, to build up more resilient processes and value chains and being also more flexible. So have you witnessed that more requests coming to you from companies saying, Hey, can you help us? Because we, we faced a lot of troubles because of our old structures, old processes, etc. So it should be, it should be kind of an accelerator for you, right? Correct. So yeah, we, we are seeing this and I mean, the, the, I think there's the, the acceleration is there and also like in, in, in many of the industries, like in B2B, there's a lot of, you know, printed paper going around the, the offices and, you know, showing, uh, showing stuff to, to colleagues and what do you think about this? And like all of a sudden everybody is in home office and you need to come up with a new, you know, a new way of uh, handling and, 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 uh, um, doing your processes. So I think this is, this is, uh, an accelerator for all of digital services. Um, and, but for us, it's, it's definitely an accelerator. We, but on the other side, we have, we also see that a, a couple of customers are shutting down their assembly lines for a couple of months. So this is also then like, again, stopping us, um, uh, on, on that side. But in general, I, I, I would say people have realized that, there is no way back. You, we will do zoom calls. We will do video calls and you have to upgrade to a new browser in order to be able to, to participate in this, um, in this new way of doing business, right? Back before COVID-19 and, and the lockdown, like we sometimes even had to convince people to up, to upgrade to a new internet explorer because they were using internet explorers that, um, that Microsoft themselves didn't even support anymore, right? They were so old and they said, well, our IT admin doesn't allow this to, et cetera, et cetera. So this is, this is the, 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 this was the status, uh, before, um, um, uh, the lockdown and the pandemic. Um, and now I think within a couple of months, everybody, you know, everything was possible. Like, um, and that's super cool. Also in schools, right? in before 2020 like everybody like data security etc and um um what is it called gdpr um requirements etc all of this is not a problem anymore suddenly because there's a like people realize we have to now you know go digital and suddenly it's possible so um if you if you want it then there's a way i think and and that's really good to see and i'm really happy and i think this will um, 2020 will be the, you know, starting point for lots and lots of innovation. Um, because now everybody is like from schools to kindergartens to, uh, to corporate, uh, corporations, uh, started to think digital and that's super good. I think also that the companies now discover, um, where are the limitations of their processes? They digitalize some of the processes, but they are not flexible enough. And in, to certain times you need a lot of flexibility to react on a lot of 
different kind of things which can happen. It could be a pandemic, but it could be also kind of uh, what we see the the war between US and China, etc. So there could be a lot of um, events happening, which requires a lot of flexibility. So I would say that um, what we have seen in the past is outsourcing 1.0. And this was mainly driven by let's drive our costs down. And now we see a next phase of outsourcing 2.0, which is more like let's unbundling the firm, look at platforms which can help us to be more flexible at the end. And um, I'm a little bit curious about this leads to more and more decentralization of manufacturing or maybe of processes. How do you see um, maybe technologies like blockchain? Will this, will those kind of technologies also support this trend? And will this be a supporter for, for your movement? Or do you say, nah, this is uh, still a lot far away? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think um, blockchain. I think 2020, like there's still uh, a lot of people ask about blockchain. But I think I, I, I somehow I had the feeling that the the hype was in 2018, and now it's like the this this valley of of death. And uh, probably 2021, it's going up again with blockchain. But um, no. I think there's there's use cases. Uh, I have discussed uh, use case, for example, with in in, in the aerospace industry where um, customers need to know where the parts are produced uh, because of the regulations. And uh, with our plat like with our platform business, um, we don't want to show them um, who are our partners, and our partners also don't want to be like publicly um, named. Um, so there is a use case where you have to, where you, like, if you work together with uh, the, um, you know, regulators of the airline industry, especially the, um, you know, ISO, um, uh, and, and, and other, um, um, administrative regulators, I think you can build a very good use case for traceability of the parts where have, when did they, who is the manufacturer? Where's where's the material from, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but that's um, that's something that really is um, that needs to. I think you know you need to work together with um, all of the regulatory bodies in order to to make this happen. Um, but I don't think that you know you can say yeah uh, well, with you with uh, blockchain uh, we will solve the whole um, problem. Uh, I think it's just you need to find your use cases in this in this industry, and I believe that um, one of the use cases giving transparency without giving transparency. Giving transparency without giving transparency—that's uh, <laughs> that's a great way to say it. Yeah, well, I don't know if you, you know, I mean, I don't know how to explain it in a better way, but it's, uh, I, I think you, I, I hope you you got my point. Um, of of uh, you know giving let's say put it in the other way giving full traceability without giving transparency and I think this might be need better yes. but maybe like you you also have a nice um, like a new new use case for 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 blockchain or why do you come why did you come up with the with the question yeah the the, the blockchain is always uh, claimed to be an enabler for decentralization and uh, giving people the, the rights, more transparency or let's say traceability, like you mentioned, et cetera. And, I, and as we always say, 
when you build up or when you build up a platform, one of the key aspects is that you build up trust. And so you have to think about what kind of mechanics you have to put in place so that everybody who is joining the platform feels that it's a trustful place to operate, to, to do business, et cetera. And, uh, and then this brings us always to blockchain and say, because this is uh, blockchain as a technology is always claimed to be such a kind of an enabler for building trust as uh, so. And that's why we're always curious about, is this true? Is this still something platforms consider or have they gone through kind of POCs, lessons learned, and then they discovered, yes, it's true, but maybe the market is not ready or they say, yeah, the technology is not ready or maybe this was a kind of a, a, a false assumption. So there could be multiple things and we are just kind of curious what is really the case, what is really the status. Um, talking about lessons learned, maybe coming a little bit back to your journey as a platform, uh, our listeners always try to understand not just what you are and how you operate, but also what kind of lessons learned you went through. So maybe are there one, two key milestones or key lessons learned you went through when you uh, uh, have built up your platform? That's a very tough question. We have to think uh, twice. Um, <laughs> I think there's so many learnings. I think the first learning is that you need to do hundreds thousands of little experiment experiments in order to come up with your you know your business model and your way of working and the processes behind that. Maybe maybe let me phrase it a little bit different. So is it it was what was more the bottleneck to grow and to establish yourself in the market? Was it the technology side or was it more the the readiness of your of your users. So they are more kind of skeptical. Can this really be helpful? So was it more the, yeah, the user side or more the technology side? So the, I mean, the technology is very complex and uh, because what we are doing is we're analyzing CAD files and technical drawings and we need to understand them and we need to derive the manufacturing costs and the manufacturing times, etc. from that. So on the, on the technology side, it's, it's, it's really complex and we have, build a very good software and it was definitely you know complex and hard but it's i i would i wouldn't say that this was the bottleneck the on the customer side they also got it uh, quite um fast i would say like the um in the end um you one needs to understand what value you bring to your customers and to your partners um, and, uh, most, uh, most of the time it's not, you know, like a nice interface or it's not a nice, um, you know, digitized something it's, it's, you need to think about, okay, what are you delivering to your customers? And we are delivering access to manufacturing services and like high performance on, on, on the supply side. And this is what you need to, what you need to nail in, in order to convince more and more customers to use us and yeah i think the challenge for us was that we we grow in, within the company right within account um, from you know one uh, engineer or one buyer that is that loves us to you know multiple uh, people in, in in one company that really like say okay this is this is a 
this is a service. This is something that like we have to look at from a strategical level, right? And not a operative operations level, but a, like this is something we need to talk strategically about how will our procurement team and how will procurement processes change when we use Creatize? And that's, I think, something that we are, that we have been through with our customers. Um, and um, this was definitely very difficult. So in the benefit uh, that you're bringing in or in that change that you're facilitating in the process, uh, uh, in the procurement processes of your customers um would you say that the whole um carbon neutral element and sustainable element is uh, was key uh for them would you say it's at this stage maybe more important for you uh, than for them or you know where do you see to uh, you know uh, position this uh, this element and simon the reason uh, I'm, we are asking is because you know, we, we all talk about sustainability, but sometimes, uh, you know, customers or, or companies are just, it's a nice to have sometimes, uh, more often than not, actually, um, rather than a priority, uh, even if a lot of, you know, companies are making efforts. But the reality is that often price comes before sustainability. So I was wondering what place you put or you give uh, to this uh, element. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I, I think that's because a lot of people ask me actually about this, and uh, for us, it it was not driven by by you know customer requirements. It was driven by okay, this is we are building the supply chain of the future, and the supply chain of the future is carbon neutral, full stop. And I mean, it's also a very nice showcase to show okay what why why is it important to digitize why is it why is transparency important yeah because you cannot build a, a carbon neutral supply chain without the transparency without the digital processes or you can but it's very uh, tedious and um so this is this is why we we did this and on the other side like i mean it's just a matter of time that you know countries or the european union will enforce this as a as a you know law or will impose uh, carbon taxes or for imported um, goods and um, i think that's just you know a, a company that is wants to transform the market i think if they are not carbon neutral um, i think it's just they're they're missing something right yeah for me it sounds like a bit also that you are not just pioneering uh the transformation of manufacturing but you're also pioneering a little bit more like um, how people should incorporate sustainability into their into their processes and into their operations and into their into their structure so um so we also say that a platform and also companies in the future, which will uh, uh, to become successful, they have to embrace and they have to include sustainability into their goals, into their, um, and make this really a priority, priority, not just saying I work for profit. I also work for the people and the planet. And um, so when you as a, as a platform enable them to do that so um, it looks like for me that you are really a kind of a pioneer without uh, being pushed by customers really it's like you made the decision by yourself so it's really good 
Thank you. Glad you <laughs> you see it this way. And yeah. And in fact, you're not being pushed by customers. You're pushing customers <laughs> towards that. So in a way, so yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're like without them. Uh, you know, without their willingness, we we deliver carbon neutrality uh, and carbon neutral um, products. Um, yeah. No, I think it's. That's also nice because I think when we talk we talk about platforms, uh, we couldn't have done it if they're like without a, a platform that is helping us to do that, right? So it's it's platform over platform enabling another platform business. Um, so that's also uh, very important, right? To to understand this, um, how you know every other like every platform enables probably three, four, five new platforms. And new services, and then that's that's really really good to see. Um, carbon neutral, uh, carbon neutral supply chain ten years ago would have been way way more difficult than today. Today it's really 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 easy, right? There's no, it's, it's, and it's also like there's no argument why you shouldn't do it. Right? It's, it's yeah, it's also fast when we say to companies so you on the one hand side the easiest is to reduce waste so this is a level you can easily achieve think about what kind of waste you can reduce the other level is about uh, being neutral so kind of circular economy whatever so try to be neutral um, and the next level would be to be to have a positive impact so not so maybe um, uh, consume more and you produce or something like that so that you or um, that you really give something positive back to the ecosystem yes i mean and this is also very important for me to 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 state this right we're we're just at the beginning with this like currently we're um tracking um the co2 emissions we're offsetting uh we're trying to reduce it but as as you said, right, we we we're just beginning, and we need to work closer with our partners to, you know, try to get them on renewable energy and try to. But that's you know um, that's really a, a big industry effort, and especially in the material production, there's so much CO2 um, uh, footprint, and um, it's it's you you need to increase recycling rates etc in order to to make this um like a really green um um industry um so yeah we're just at the beginning and i think like offsetting like tracking offsetting and reducing is the first step and as you said then then the hard uh, the, the 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 hard stuff begins and and this is where now we're standing and uh, we're now climbing up the the the, the big mountain uh, step by step and also the fact that you are using up or exploiting all this free idle capacity that you were talking about that's also uh part of part of this part of it part of the the, the effort towards sustainability and uh, reducing waste of capacity <laughs> reducing waste of capacity Correct. in a way uh, i mean for us this is something that we are not uh, yet measuring or we don't uh, we don't know how to to measure the impact here um but yeah, you were right. I think that's that's that could be part of the uh, of the whole um, sustainability. So, I, I guess maybe we are uh, yeah. coming to the end of this discussion. That's uh, you know of. I'm I'm going to try to summarize. There's loads of things that uh, I I think uh, you've brought up today. Um, very inter interesting. 
first of all, your vision of uh, of transforming manufacturing into something that people love. I love that vision because I think it's very ambitious. <laughs> Um, and you're you're doing this through. You've chosen to do this via this platform model um, with those elements of uh, carbon neutrality that we just talked about, uh, transparency, uh, cost control, also and and scalability. Um, you've indeed identified that there was all these free idle uh, uh, manufacturing capacity that you could leverage, and that it would also. Uh, through a platform model, enable uh, a flexibility of uh, production uh, in the types of productions uh, uh, for you, your customers, um, and uh, yeah, the 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 whole uh, uh, goal of this was really not just to transform the process uh, of procurement, but eliminate the process of, of procurement in your in your words uh, through this transparency. Uh, that you're bringing thanks to the platform. And uh, I liked uh, the way you also um, made the parallel with uh, Amazon and how uh, companies migrated to the cloud and put all the, their servers and storage capacity, etc., in the cloud. Uh, and this trend is really what you're trying to, uh, to, to push or, or a pioneer in the manufacturing market. So it's the same type of thinking. I think it's a really easy way for us to understand what you're doing uh, uh, with the, you know, uh, in that trend, the very strong element of secure uh, security for data um, and, uh, you know, uh, sensitive data, which uh, allows for also for trust uh, in the B2B uh, environment. And, and that's key. The other um, element is that we talked about how actually the, 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 the crisis or the current crisis with the several S crisis <laughs> uh, are actually kind of helping you accelerate because they're driving this change in behaviors, whether it's, uh, you know, people, working behaviors, or the uh, unbundling of the firm's uh, trends, um, and uh, even further, the decentralization of production. Um, so that's uh, also uh, an interesting element. Um, now, in your lessons learned, uh, you said uh, what – actually, I was very surprised to hear how you said it because you talked about doing lots of experiments, but you said hundreds of thousands of experiments, which – Correct. Yes. Right. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was very surprised by that, but I, I you know, um, maybe we, we will have another podcast one day where you explain why you had so many and, and, uh, and uh, how you managed through this. Um, you didn't have enough. That's <laughs> and, and you didn't have enough. Okay, so that's uh, uh, quite uh, interesting. Um, you also tech, you said that tech is complex, but not a bottleneck. I, I you know, I think we all, all uh, agree with you on this. Uh, uh, tech is not really the complexity uh, generally in in innovation, and uh, that the you know one of the key things was to understand really what what you are delivering. You're not just delivering a nice interface, but what value are you bringing to your different stakeholders uh, uh, across the platform? And then finally, we we were we concluded on the, the the element of sustainability and 
sometimes uh, yeah we we hear uh, companies uh, uh you know uh, saying that uh, they they are carbon neutral etc but act- actually i th- i feel that you are really uh, pushing an industry trend here uh, when you're saying the supply chain of the future is carbon neutral or isn't uh, uh, or, or won't be if i can say like this maybe uh, uh, you know you said it much better supply chain of the future is carbon neutral full stop and i like that very much because you you as in 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 your own words it's not your customers who ask for this it's you who feel a responsibility uh to drive this so um i think it's a very uh uh very interesting uh, also position and uh, that one that we uh, adhere to um did i forget anything simon in in the summary of uh you know what uh, you know all those uh, um elements that we covered or or Matthias did i forget anything <laughs> there were lots of things yeah i think this was a great summary Natalie but one thing we really missed um simon we always ask our guests at the end um what would be a kind of a key advice you as a leader you as an executive and a founder what would you give as a key advice to other founders of platforms or exec- executives of incumbent companies. So you have, I think, a lot of learnings, um, but what would be the most, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the best one you would like to give to other ones? Yeah, so for, first of all, I think the, 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 the summary of, of Natalie, I couldn't have um, stated it better. And, and uh, I'm happy that we had this this exchange and I could share my, my thoughts. Um, I, I think advice is, uh, it, it, I, I think it's, I, I'm not in a position to give advice, right? So uh, we're, we're at the beginning of, of a very big challenge and we have, you know, come a couple of uh, steps forward, but um, who knows what will happen. So I'll, I'll, I don't want to, to give advice, but I think what is important to understand is that um, you, um, you should always be be thinking about what what uh, value you are um, delivering to the customer and always or to and to your partner and to your ecosystem um, and you should also be able to say okay this is this is like i as an as a new business and as a startup you also build and create the future so you should also think about like how do you want to the future to be because you are you have the possibility to to create it at least partially um so i think this is this is something that is important and don't all, always look at what um customers and partners want currently but also think about what they will want in 10 years or in 5 years because this is what you are building and this is what you need to be building um and there are, there are hundreds of uh, quotes about this from Henry Ford to, you know, everybody said this, I think, in a different way. Um, and, and, and I think sustainability, as you um, summarize, it is something like this, right? Don't ask them if they want it, just do it. And then you, you will see that in five years, uh, they will choose you or will not go to you because you are not uh, sustainable or the other way around. So I think this is something like, 
listen, do a lot of experiments, uh, and then also, but have your clear, um, uh, you know, um, North star and, and, and a good vision about the future you want to build. And, um, yeah. And then, and then just go. And then if, if you are successful, I'm happy for you. And if you're not, then don't be uh, sad about it and just try it next time. I think that's, that's the way to approach it. Yeah, I, I really like it. It uh, uh, shows me the mindset of a pioneer. And uh, as mentioned earlier, for me, you are really like a pioneer in transforming manufacturing, but also regarding sustainability. So it was really, really great to have you in our episode, in our podcast, and learn more about Creatize, your journey, and what you are doing. So thank you from our side um, to be our guest. And um, yeah, we wish you all the best for Creatize. And hopefully, maybe we can have a, another session in one, two years to check where you are with, uh, with yeah, your journey. Thank you very much. Thank and you, also, like, um, please share uh, my, my LinkedIn so people can reach out to me. It's um, uh, Simon Tuchelmann or Sim2A uh, at LinkedIn. And if you have some ideas or questions uh, or, or better ways to, to put uh, things, uh, reach out to me. I'm, I'm super happy to engage in, in conversations. And yeah, thank you for this podcast. Uh, thank, thank you for pushing the uh, platform and uh, sustainability cause. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully stay hel uh, healthy and safe during the December and uh, Christmas season and uh, it was good chatting to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Simon.